This month's Where Did the Road Go is brought to you by five amazing individuals. Greg Ross, Illuminati, Allison Cook, Super Inframan, and Michael Fritchie. If you want to support the show, you can become a patron at www.wheredidtheroadgo.com. And now our show. Transmission start. Welcome to Where Did the Road Go? Join us as we wander off the path and explore lost history, consciousness, the paranormal, unexplained mysteries, alternative thought, and much more. We are present on the web at wheredidtheroadgo.com. Now here is your host, Soraya. Welcome to this edition of Where Did the Road Go? And tonight I have a returning Mr. Adam Sane. What's up, Soraya? It's been a little while. It has been a little while. Probably. Have you been on yet Let's this see. year? No. No, I have not. Man. I'm not- uh, I don't think I don't. I honestly, I think it was probably, it might have been 2021 that I, the last time I was on the show with you. No, that's not true. Because you were on to promote. I think so. No, you were on to promote uh, your, your conference last year. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I was. But not like <laughs> and, a fool. Not like nah, a fool. And I think you did the Warrens thing last year. Now that was the end of twenty. That was in twenty twenty one. Was right? it really the twenty? I know these years. Like I know they they jumble together. I hear you. But yeah, that was twenty twenty one. Well, to be honest, everything kind of jumbles together in time. That's true. It does. Maybe and, we're all just like we're all moving through different time periods simultaneously. <laughs> exactly. And we have for the first time joining us, Nevea. Hi. I've never done this before. <laughs> Except for once on Good Spirit Normal. Oh, right, 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 right. I keep forgetting that I've done that. We also have um, the strange noises you'll be hearing from the other guest, my cat, Mittens. So if no, you no, hear those, meowing, those, that's him. Those are EVPs. No, I forgot they're EVPs. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, you do you have a YouTube channel. I do. I do. It's uh, Nevea's Nightmare. Spell your name for everyone. It's uh, N-E- V A E H. Okay, and, and what do you, what kind of stuff do you cover on your? Is it ju- it's just a YouTube channel? You don't have like a podcast feed or anything, right? No. Um. Yeah, I talk about a little bit of true crime, a little bit of aliens, a little bit of um, ghosts or um, hauntings. I guess. Um. I just wrote one that I haven't filmed yet, but it was, I, I guess you would label it like spiritual. Yes, Adam, would that what you would consider that one spiritual? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's kind of about like something from the spiritualist age of the 19th century. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also talk about murder. It's, um, all, all genres, all different, uh, decades. Uh, yeah. And I, didn't you just do a movie one with Katie of the night? Oh yeah. I also do interviews. Um, I interviewed with Katie. Katie's awesome. Yep. She's great. I love her. I love her cats. <laughs> yes. I like anytime I see her on Instagram, I'm like always commenting on her cats. <laughs> um, she's really cool. She's really talented too. I the makeup that she does is is really cool. And how it corresponds with the movies that she watches and her reviews. Yeah, we. She's a regular co-host of my music show, The Last Exit. Yeah. So shout out to Katie of the night. Um, to Katie. I've also interviewed with um Becky Ann Galantine. She's like um she does ghost investigations. She's mm. um does a lot of stuff with history too, like dark history and just knowing people's history. Um, which I think is pretty cool. Also interviewed with Joshua Cutchen. Oh, okay. Um very, very smart 
intelligent and well, yeah. wise man. <laughs> to say the least. Um, yeah. So um, you have some experiences of your own, too. So how, how did you get into all of this in the first place? Uh, I don't know. My I'm, I was born weird. Um, it's not my fault. I, I blame... <laughs> my parents my mom has always kind of had like she doesn't describe them as ghosts she describes them as like spirits but i've never really i started recently talking about this with family um but my mom has always kind of had some experiences my grandma something was up with her i don't remember but she did too um a lot of like spiritualists in my family i guess even though they're like very religious it's more of like they just see ghosts but they don't label them as no one has labeled them as ghosts um i don't don't see a problem with that actually yeah i feel like it kind of keeps keeps you more open-minded about it oh yeah a hundred percent and not only that my dad is just weird like i love my father so much and i love how weird he is but he's a weird man (laughs) um (laughs) like um do you know what body suspension is no oh where they hang from the like uh, breast and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my dad does that for fun mm. when he's when he's stressed out. It's his way of uh, relieving stress. Interesting. Okay, mittens doesn't want to be here anymore. Bye. <laughs> um, yeah. So I've always been kind of weird. Um, the second I got a phone, or it wasn't really a phone. It was like I had a flip phone. It didn't have any games on it. It just had like important phone numbers. And then I had this little tablet that had like access to YouTube and YouTube only. And that opened like a gateway of did you know this? Or it started off with the like Disney conspiracy theories because I was a child. Right. And I still like Disney. <laughs> um, so it started off the Disney conspiracy theories and then I kind of like spiraled into more um but again i was also a child so like the internet didn't consume my everyday life like it did some people in my generation like i still had a life um and i used to spend i'm not gonna say where it's at because i have family that live there so don't go hunt down where this is but i used to spend like every single weekend up at my great grandma's house and she was on top of a mountain and she had these woods that was like acres and acres and miles of woods in like her backyard. And it had like wheat fields in front and then like the woods on the sides and the back. Um, and her house was on top of the mountain and down the mountain was like other family members, houses and like churches. And then out of the little town, but still on top of the mountain, there's um, this big waterfall that everyone goes and sees. Mm. Um And then they also have their own grave where I have a lot of my family buried at up there. Um, Also, I went and visited up there a few months ago. And that grave has gravestones dating back to the 1740s. Wow. Wow. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, It's a really small grave for like all the years. um, Yeah, I had my most, um, I would say, greatest experience or most memorable traumatizing (laughs) experience on that mountain. Okay. Was that like yeah. your f- first weird experience happened there or? I would I would say so. I never really had experiences. It was more of like me being a dumb kid or if I did have experiences, like I, I didn't realize they were. And so I don't remember them. Mm, that's interesting. <clears throat> yeah. Um, a lot of my experiences and honestly, most of them happened on this mountain, though. There was, um, I don't want to 
say what they're called because that's not a good thing. But okay. They're like windy boys. That's what people call them on the internet. Okay. Um, it's they're a type of monster that like lives in the woods almost. Like you know how some parts have the um SWs or the skin right. things you're not yeah. supposed to say. It's pretty much that but rural to my area okay um i've seen those on the mountain i've seen do you have like specific memories that that, that of experiences yeah 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 um so one of them is just like me messing around at my cousin's house and there was a there's a church on this mountain there still is um and it's a little further down so the way that the mountain is it's like a straight road up to the top where my grandma's house is just once you get on the road, it's completely straight up. And a little, let's say about like two or three houses down from my grandma's, there's a church. And that church has been there for God knows how long. Um, but I had an instance where I like saw a person on the road that was not of our generation or of our time period. Mm. Okay. Um, like while walking back to my grandma's house. And that was my mistake for walking at night. Um, or your reward, think, depending on how you want to look at it. No, I'd say my mistake. So <laughs> it, it was pretty scary. And, and yeah. Um, but I was at my cousin's house and we were just like messing around. And we kept, we were sitting in a part of her yard to where you could like directly see this like church window. But it, it it was, I don't know how to explain it, but my cousins, like, weren't allowed to go at the church for whatever reason. Um, but the curtains were draping, like, down the sides. And me and my cousins were looking at it, and I was looking at it, and I remember so distinctively the folds in the curtains making the shape of a face. And it wasn't, like, my eyes playing tricks on me. I'm like, you know how sometimes you look at wood grain and you see a face in wood grain? Sure. It wasn't like that. It was, like, actual folds making a face. And my cousin saw it, too. But she was just like, ah, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I kind of stayed at... It, it was the same day. I stayed was staying late at their house. And um, typically when it gets dark, my uncle or someone in my family would come down on like a four-wheeler or like a little something and come pick me up, even if it was just at my cousin's house a few houses down. Um, and they would drive me back. And I was like, no, it's okay. Like, I'm going to walk. It's not that far of a walk. It's probably like five-minute, five to seven-minute walk. And so I was walking back and I walked past this church, the church. And... Um, I heard, well, I like saw this woman standing there and I couldn't really see her face, um, but she was wearing a wedding dress um, and there was like galloping horse sounds. Um, yeah. Anyways, so I saw her and I just like ran to the house and I talked to my aunt about it. I talked to my grandma just like didn't really want anything to do with it um but i talked to my aunt about it and my aunt told me the story about like i don't really remember fully how it is or what happened but it ended with like this bride waiting for her husband at this church like on the wedding night or something like that and um him standing her up or him cheating on her or something but right, right. he ends up like doing something messed up and he kills her she kills him and they, they both end up dead somehow um right. but like he was the bad guy in the situation um also to be noted um i have talked to this aunt recently and i have learned she made up a lot of ghost stories <laughs> like i i had talked 
when I talked to Katie about like how my girl, how my aunt had like an Ouija board up in the attic. Yeah, she planted that. Um, I talked to her like not last week, maybe the week before. Yeah, she planted it. Um, <laughs> she's she's horrible for that. Um, but she just um a lot of the stories that I heard it was people genuinely trying to scare us. And literally up until like a couple of weeks ago, I thought they were like all true, and I was like terrified. And now there was just all of them trying to scare me and all the other kids up on the mountain. Uh, um, either way though that doesn't explain the actual figure that i saw because some of the things my aunt said was true like because it it was very likely that most of the land they're on is of native descent mm-hmm. um i don't know where or anything like that but it's very likely that most of it is well i mean the, um, the entire entirety of north america and south america are of native descent in some way oh yeah oh yeah um and with the waterfall, there's like this weird, it, I wouldn't say a cave, but it's like a giant rock slab. It's kind of like a wall, but it's massive and you can't get to it. And it's like carved into like a bigger slab of rock. And there's carvings on that slab that is physically impossible for anyone to do. Mm. So there's that. Um, but... The thing with seeing the Windy Boys, do you do you know what I'm referring to when no. I say Windy Boys? No, no. Um, Are you talking about like the Windigo? Is that kind of you, yeah, oh, yeah? Okay. You're not supposed Windigo. to say it, Adam. Uh, yeah, it's it's all right. You're not supposed to say it. Well, I said it, so they'll come over here, I guess. <laughs> Man, if if that's all it took to summon them, I'd I'd be saying it more. Disappointed. Anyways. <laughs> But Soraya's got more to worry about. He lives like like right next in the middle of nowhere with a lot of woods. Oh, so I'm gonna... now, te- I recently te- learned... technically, it's fields. Yes. Ooh. So, so so you'll see them coming if you need to. After Soraya. Um, my cousin, what my favorite cousin, she lives in Illinois, and I recently learned that she's been like chased by a skin skinwalker. Stepper. Uh, skin stepper but yeah (laughs) um she's been like her experience was so scary and i told her i was like grace i'm so sorry but i'm going to tell people because that's terrifying yeah tell tell the story oh oh, okay well i gotta tell you about the windy boys okay start with that um so (laughs) um it was like my my grandma she was old she was like capable she was moving and stuff but she just kind of like she made breakfast she cooked people in like the town food and people would come up and she'd play skip bow and she'd sit outside and crochet that's what my grandma did all the time um so she was kind of like she just seemed oblivious to everything like she was knowing but she just didn't do anything about it nor seem to acknowledge it um and there would be instances where I'd be sitting on the couch and we'd have the big door open, but like the screen door closed so we could see outside. Sure. And there was this, I was sitting on the couch and it was like laying at an angle where I was directly facing the door, but I could also see the TV. And it wasn't uncommon for like foxes or any other animal. Like I've seen bears walk up on the porch, but like crazy animals coming out of the woods walking on the porch. And a fox came up. And I don't know how to explain it other than the fox looked like a hyena. Like, it was clearly a red fox. But, like, you know the hyena smile? And, yeah. like, their eyes? It looked exactly like that, but on a fox. Like, imagine a fox's face contorting their face like a hyena. And, like, this ungodly, like, gnarly breathing. Just, like, <sighs> like breathing. And I looked at it, and I looked at my grandma, and I was like, do you see that? 
like like pointing at it and like, not pointing at it, but like acknowledging it. And my grandma just looked at me. She was like, don't look at it. And then she just walked up and closed the door and didn't speak about it since. Not a word to any of my family about it since. Mm. Um, I was also I used to we used to do this thing for fun where the way that the woods was set up on my grandma's house was the road that went straight up to the top. It The road ended and it turned to like trees going in a line that then went out into the big woods. But on each side of the line of trees, there was like almost like a box or a rectangle of um, wheat fields. And we were allowed to take like four wheelers and stuff like around the perimeter of the woods, but not like on the grass. And I was on the four wheeler and I was just going in circles. And I stopped because I heard like clashing and banging. And I saw these two buck fighting and they stopped and they looked at me and like they're uh their antlers went from like the fuzzy like brown texture like their whole antler from the bottom to the top just turned white and not like they were shedding their antlers either because i've seen deer shed their antlers and that's scary enough but it just changed a different color and i got scared and ran away and that's that okay yeah Did it- didn't Ren have some story, uh, Soraya, where he talked about seeing like a white deer? Like, didn't he have some story like that? Or he was, do you remember this? I don't remember Ren talking about I mean, I've had, seen a white buck. But my, I mean, I yeah. live in an area where they have white deer. It just probably escaped. It's just that the thing stood at the corner. So I came around the corner of the road. It was standing in the, in, on the edge of the road, looked like a statue. It was so bright white. And Scary. I kind of slowed down. It was a buck, so it had huge rack of horns on it. And... As I slowed down, it decided it was going to run in front of the car. So I, I slammed on the brakes and just tapped it. And it fell right on the hood of the car, staring oh at God. me. And oh then climbed off and ran away. And I went, well, that happened. I would be terrified, mortified. I wish I had a dash cam at the time. That is true. <laughs> Didn't do any damage and the deer seemed fine. So all was good. That's good. As long as the car wasn't damaged and the deer was okay. Yeah. So maybe that's what you're thinking of. I don't remember Ren ever talking about one. He had the, yeah. the pixelated, uh, like tiger-like thing he saw in the woods. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Are they are the white deer? Are they like are they common out there? They were imported into the army depot that was here. Oh. And I don't. Uh, and and of course, urban legends would go around that that they were storing nuclear. Uh, uh, nuclear stuff there. That's why the deer were white. Nonsense like that. But I mean, it was just that they imported this particular species of white deer. And uh, every once in a while, one gets out. They now do white deer tours because it's no longer longer the army depot. Huh. So interesting. Um. So were those those the only encounters like that you had? Um. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've heard a lot of like screaming coming from those woods and like well, screeching. That's- that's never screaming. Well, I mean, could it have been foxes? Uh, uh no. Okay. Because, <laughs> like, it was, like, imagine a woman in a horror movie, like, screaming. That's what it sounded like. But don't, I didn't see any women go into those woods. Like, it was pretty occasional for, like, the group of teenage or, like, early 20-year-old boys to, like, go on the four-wheelers, like, with a case of beer in the woods at midnight or 2 a.m. But, like... I never saw a single woman with those boys. Huh. 
Yeah, you know, like bobcats and, and mountain lions, they can make some really horrific sounds. Yeah, but it just didn't sound like it. And it also sounded like so, like it sounded like it was directly behind you. Not directly behind you, like it was really far away behind you, but it was directly in your ears. Like you could sense that it was coming from behind you and that it was far away, but it was directly in your ears. Okay, that's Weird. interesting. Yeah. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question, Nevea, about uh, your grandma. Well, about your aunt, and she said okay. that she she told like a bunch of stories. Uh, yeah, and she, she said that you? she planted them. That makes me so sad. <laughs> did, did she t- so the sto- so when you saw the when you saw the lady the, in the in the dress yeah had your grandmother your sorry your aunt had she told you about that beforehand or or did she tell you about that afterwards she told me about it after okay um but I didn't tell her I saw the lady I told her do you know any stories about or I asked her do you know any stories about the church yeah did you ever tell tell her you saw the lady um no but she's gonna find out. She watches my YouTube channel, so she's going to find out. <laughs> How long have you been um, doing the channel? It's been a year now. Okay. Yep. Um, so uh, you said your friend had a skinwalker encounter. Oh, so my cousin. So my cousin, to give you an idea of where she lives, she lives in Illinois. So a, a completely different area than um, we are. But... <laughs> Um, she lives in a town that's literally named after a vegetable, if that gives you the kind of country town she lives in. <laughs> um, okay. and she was driving down a road that her friend lives down at night, um, because she just, like, has to drive through it to get wherever she was going. And, um, she drove past her friend's house, and she was at a stop sign, and she said the way that the road was set up where... She, her friend's house was like a few down from the stop sign. She was at the stop sign. She was turning left and directly in front of her was like the woods and then the road that, you know, goes left and goes right. She was turning left and she saw, she said a white person on all fours, um, but their arms were really, really, really long. But again, they were on all fours. Yeah. And she physically could not give me a single detail about its face. Like I asked her, like was the no, like was there a nose? Was there no nose? Like were there eyes? Were there no eyes? And she was like, there were eyes, but like there were no eyes. And she was like, and there was, I could tell there was a nose, but like I couldn't see what it looked like. But she said she knew there was a nose, like stuff like that. Um, and she said she saw it and she looked at it and she just went and like she didn't, she didn't say anything. She tried her best not to acknowledge it. She just kind of looked at it and was like, okay, back to driving. Um. Yeah. So she turned and she started driving. And the second she turned, she slammed on her gas and it kept up with her car. And my cousin is an 18 year old woman. But at the same time, she is the most independent person I've ever met. She is going on like a six or eight month long, like long hiking trail in the Appalachian Mountains by herself. Wow, that's that's uh that's hiking the whole thing. Yeah. That's hiking the whole her. Appalachian Trail. Yeah. And she goes like camping in the woods and like does all types of crazy things like this by herself. And she drives like a, a Mustang. So the fact that she was slamming on the gas and it kept up with her. Yeah, it reminds it, it reminds me of Bigfoot encounters where they do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. She said right. it kept up with her for like I think she said a mile or over what felt like a mile. And then it just stopped and turned into the woods. Like it just quit running and went back into the woods. Hmm. Um, but she said her friend that lived um, on this road 
she used to go swimming at night and she quit going swimming at night because she was hearing like screaming at night and i think my cousin said that she heard the screaming too but i don't remember in what context um but she also heard it so yeah i will say even if 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 any of the screaming turns out to be an animal it's no less reassuring when you're in the dark and something yeah. screams. Yeah. The way that my cousin explained it, though, and the way that I would explain it, too, is you can tell what's an animal because especially when you're somewhere where you're directly beside the woods all the time and you're around the animals in the woods almost all the time, you get comfortable with what you know is an animal. And not only that, the way that my cousin stated she felt when she heard the scream was that she knew it wasn't like even if it sounded like whatever animal it was trying to sound like she knew it wasn't right interesting yeah what's what's the most recent weird thing that's happened to you most recent weird thing uh um my boyfriend was taking a nap and his brother and his little girl that he's talking to um they were watching a horror movie and my boyfriend got up shirtless and put on this really, really, really scary mask and just stood at the end of the hallway and freaked everyone out. And everyone was convinced that he was like a ghost and was like crying. And then he started laughing. Okay. That's the weird. Other than, yeah, that's the weirdest thing that's happened to me recently. Other than <laughs> that, I, I don't have, I don't have paranormal experiences like ever. Well, you, you just listed a few potential ones. Well, so. yeah, but those also happened when I was like, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know, like before I was 14. Okay. So they've actually diminished with age. Yeah. I mean, I, I worked in a funeral home for a time being, and I'm going to college to be a mortician, like currently. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even uh, I have never had even an off feeling in a funeral home. Right. I mean, it was a little spooky when I was there by myself one day and it was like pouring down rain. And because it was raining so hard, the doors were rattling and it like scared me. And then I turned around and I was like, oh, it's the rain. <laughs> when you saw the when you saw the, the the lady in the dress, how old were you? Um, Older than 10, younger no. than 13. OK, no. I think it's how I remember it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what my haircut was at the time. <laughs> Age, age by haircut. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm well, gonna stay around that time. Yeah, I think, I think for a lot of people besides you, Soraya, that have these things happen on a daily basis. It's not daily. Uh, for 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 a lot of people, well, I mean, you, you know, you did knock the power out to all of Ithaca. No, but, it was uh, one block in Seneca Falls. What? I just think I just. But, but I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people have these experiences when they're real, when they're young. Like I know my own personal experience. I had when I was like seven, and I've not had any real paranormal experience like that since. Yeah. So I feel like with age, it just kind of starts to kind of gradually go away. I also think it's not necessarily age. I think it's um maturity is not the right word. Well, kids are more open to stuff. Uh, yeah. They haven't quite been trained to not believe. Yeah. But so, uh, sometimes experiences kick up after puberty. Mm. And those are usually the people who have lifelong experiences. Mm. So, I mean, that's, wh- that's why kids under like three can sometimes remember past lives, but after a point, they just forget them. Right. Mm. So, that is correct. So for anyone Did you who- hear about the little girl that thought she was um, Amelia Earhart no. when she was a child and she like recounted everything 
Interesting. Yeah. I don't I, remember her name. Otherwise, I would have said it. I know this is the one they did the documentary on with the kid who uh, was a World War II pilot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, I read the book. That was a, I think it's called Soul Survivor. Yeah. Which is a very, which is a very, very good book, by the way. So, I mean, that to, to me, that's the most uh, convincing evidence of reincarnation. I mean, I'm sure there, there could yeah. be other explanations for it, but I think the most, you know, the simplest explanation that makes sense is reincarnation. Yeah, because, I mean, he, he was able to even recognize people that knew the guy that, yeah. that he had supposedly was in the past life. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. And yeah, because now I think he's probably in his early 20s now, and I think that he, like, doesn't remember any of the stuff. Yep. And that's mm-hmm. the pattern. Yeah. Not to mention that yeah, there's the- a whole, there's a whole like series. There's like a whole like TV series called like ghost of my child. Oh, really? It's all about that. I yeah. didn't know that. Dr. Jim Tucker. Who, that's his name. I knew Tucker was his last yeah, name. Yeah. He's it's someone that I'd love to get on my show. Like he, uh, he worked with this other doctor who studied past life experiences of people in India. Where, of course, you know, there yeah. it's a accepted part of the religion. Right, right. And uh, Tucker took that research and applied it and looked at people in the Western world and found probably just as many as what was found in the, in, in the East. Hmm. Like, this is a fairly, like, common thing. And something like, you know, if I have, if I know people with small children, I'll ask them, did they say anything weird? Was there anything that like they said that, because kids can tend to say, little kids can tend to, tend to say weird things anyway. Right. I was, I was oh, going to yeah. say, did your kids can say anything weird? Yeah. Everything. Oh, but, <laughs> but sometimes they'll say something that's, that's really compelling. And yes. Yeah. So, and, and that's, the, that's, that's why that, you know, unlike the hypnosis stuff, which is hard to really go one way or the other with, and so many people, you know, will get hypnotized and, oh, they've all been the same people, you know? They're all someone who was famous. Right. Um, right. I was Cleopatra back in the day. In the we, fr- actually, yeah. uh, we, we actually did a past life regression on uh, Nevaeh's YouTube channel. Really? Yeah. Did you talk about that, Nevaeh? It was pretty cool. Uh, it was really fun. It was kind of like, it put me in a vulnerable position. Because, like, I was trying to be, like, super into it and stuff, but it made it hard because I was like, oh, my God, there's a camera and I'm doing this for entertainment purposes. But at the same time, I I feel like I didn't fake any of it. That's for sure. Um, I couldn't tell you what I said. Um, so I were, were you hypnotized? Either. Huh? Were you hypnotized? Yeah. Um, is that what you would call it? Hypnotism? I think so. Yeah. 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 yeah then, yeah, I was hypnotized. Um, Chelslyn has actually hypnotized me before. It was outside of work, but it was because I was having a panic attack and she was like, let's try it. And it just felt like breathing exercises. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what it felt like too when she did it this time, but it was more of like an absent minded headspace. Like my brain just kind of felt empty and like answers just kind of came out my mouth and I, Again, could not tell you a single thing of how I felt or what I said because I don't remember. Yeah, we. we I remember what you. I remember. I remember what you said. Well, I'm glad you remember because I have no recollection. I remember something about. Did I talk about a fire? Uh, I don't remember you talking about. A, there may have been something like that. Okay, I had to well, go back and watch. Uh, it. And then I might be wrong. I'm just coming up with things. I do remember it being like Victorian time. Yeah, it seemed like it was more like 18th century. Yeah. Mm, okay. We did that, I think, first year. Uh, Lorna, who actually works with the Ghost Hunters of the Finger Lakes, hypnotized, and maybe just one of my my last exit co-hosts. Uh, and he recalled the past life in California, but he was he was not so like uh, he was more freaked out that he didn't remember any of any of the session than anything else. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really freak me out because it makes sense because it, you're. I literally felt like while I was in a state where my brain was empty. Yeah. So like, I don't understand why he'd be freaked out by that. If he was freaked he, out because he didn't like to him, she was like mm-hmm. putting him under, and then he was waking up, and then he's watching the oh. video of him saying all this stuff, and he's like, "I don't remember oh. any of this." Right, you know, right. that is true. I feel like if I was completely under hypnosis, then I definitely could have potentially freaked out like that while, if I rewatched it. But I also didn't rewatch it. So <laughs> there's the way <laughs> to avoid that. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Like, Sarah, you and I are both pretty skeptical about hypnosis. Yeah. And about what comes up in hypnosis. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. Hypnosis and is like, great as like a behavior modifier. Yeah. Davaya, do you want me to say what, what you said? I mean, I can kind of give a brief rundown. Go it was basically it. like you were a girl in the 19th century. Not sorry, 18th century. That's the impression that I got. And it could okay. have been earlier. Th- it could have been earlier than that. I don't know. I just, I remember like, I don't want to say a face, but like a figure, like almost looking like at a, at a painting or at a, at a picture like from the time, uh-huh. but like it's like a silhouette, and it's the dress and the setting makes me think that's the time period. Mm. Yeah. So you were you you had like you had like a sister that you were protective of that apparently she was bullied by people in this village, um, and then you kind of remembered your death in that life. And that you died kind of alone in that life. And that was pretty much it. Um, And I, you know, the thing is with with hypnosis, I think you would agree with me, Soraya. Just like I I have a hard time with it because I feel like now there's so many things that we are like bombarded with. Yeah. Like TV shows, all kinds of media. Yeah. And like our our brains are so pliable that we could, especially the younger you are, the more pliable your brain is that you could just be remembering something you saw on television. Yeah. You could re- your subconscious just pulls it out of you're, wherever. You're, hypnosis is a suggestible state where your, your brain doesn't make a distinction between fact and fiction, basically. So if yeah. there's nothing there, if you're not remembering anything, it's just going to be like, well, just make it up, you know, it, and it doesn't really, yeah. I mean, it's just the way it works. So if I think it's that's not a, where it's, they it's not excuse a, it with past, I think that's where they excuse it with past life regression because, like, why are you making that specific thing up? Well, I, th- I don't think it's a conscious decision, right? Yeah. I don't think you break, right. you're making conscious. If you're making it up, it's it unconscious. It it's just that your up. brain, your brain is coming up with it somehow, somewhere. Right now, one one of the more interesting stories. Uh, I heard was Julia Asante. I had her on on the first year. I didn't know that much about her, uh, and she did past life regressions, and she had done them on herself. So she had like this list of past lives she's had, or someone did hers. I, I don't remember now. It's been a long time, but she said she was working with this woman, and she started doing past life regressions on her, and the woman was coming up with the same past lives. Mm. And I'm like, I don't know what, apparently it freaked her out and she ended the session and and said she couldn't do anything with her again. And I'm like, was she picking it up from you? Like psychically, uh, you know, did, you know, what, what what was going on there? It is pretty interesting. I wonder if it was like, I I know that they say there's a thing with energies and I wonder if she could have potentially been like pushing something or asking questions that were iterating a similar answer. Maybe. I mean, you think it would have happened more than that one time, though, if that was the case. That is true. That is true. But uh, 
Well, whatever the explanation, that's, that is kind of freaky. Mm. And as far, as far as knocking the power out, because I don't remember if I talked about this recently or not, I feel like I did. You, you did. You did. Okay. You did. I did. I heard it. I heard it just a couple of weeks ago. All right. I thought so. Knocking the power out. Okay. So short version. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I am, I'm super electric, electrosensitive. I will mess up electronics and all kinds of stuff. And there was a weekend okay. where. Kimberly is off the scale. Where, where there was a weekend where everything I was touching was popping and, and electrocuting me. And I, I knocked someone across the room just because he came oh. close, close to touching me. It went off like a gunshot, you know, like massive static electricity. Oh. Uh, was knocking lights out as I was walking down hallways. Uh, nothing like that had ever happened before or since. And I went to my friend's radio station and I'm standing there and I grabbed hold of the rack with the CD players and stuff. And felt like what it feels like to grab like an open outlet. Mm -hmm. And then all the power went out. And I stopped electrocuting things like that. And the next day he had gone and checked to see why the power went out. And they said it was a surge coming from the direction of the radio station. And they had no idea what it was. But it blew a transformer. That's crazy. You just have these electromagnetic powers. (laughs) Yeah, with no control over them. So they're, they're kind of useless and annoying sometimes. Uh, but that dramatic. that was the only time anything like that ever happened at that that extreme of a level. Yeah. I wonder if I don't know if you have like if you do anything with like spirituality or know anything about that. But I wonder if it could potentially have to do with your emotions, what you're going through. If you were really stressed out, if you were really relaxed. If- so, so stress can definitely enhance it. But I was not particularly stressed at the time. Hmm. Hmm. So I wrote wrote everything down. So I have like everything that was going on around that time and so on and so forth. That part will actually be in the first part of my autobiography. So I already went over that. Nice. Things just happen in cycles, it seems. That is how the universe works, I believe, and some lots believe. And yeah, so emotion definitely will increase it. Um, Shirley Black, who's had numerous near-death experiences... Uh, even even talking about those near death experiences can raise enough emotion that she starts shorting things out around her. Hmm. I recently watched a a show that the entire show was about near death experiences, and they like simulated powers through those near death experiences. It's what called was the OA on Netflix. Yeah, that's one. Of, that's one of my favorite shows. Really? Yeah, I love everything Britt Marling does. <sighs> I have never met another person who has seen that show. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why it got canceled. Yeah, it was such a good show. It really it was. was. So good. I rewatched the first season two times before the second season <laughs> came out. And then I watched the first season again and then watched the second season. And yeah. then I just watched it again. <laughs> and they're very different. I mean, the first season is kind are. of a slow burn. And then the second season's just weird as all hell. <laughs> Not only that, I've noticed that if they would have done a third season, it would have been Even every single season in a different dimension. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. We're starting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Time. A different dimension. But the fact that they went so meta with it without giving it away, that they yeah. went so meta with it. I was like, how are you going to do this? And Especially then with they did. the transition between the first and second season. That was like so smooth. Yeah. Yeah. It, if you hadn't watched the first because i tried watching the second season when it first came out without re-watching the first season like without watching them back to back and i was completely lost and then i re the first one and it 
it lines up in timeline, but if you don't watch it back to back, it won't make sense. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the shows that people are still hoping will eventually get a third season, but who knows? It won't. Yeah, probably not. Netflix sucks. No, the last one came out in 2019. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes yeah, things come well. back later. I mean, it could potentially at any point, but uh, I don't think it will because all of those high schoolers will now be in their mid 20s. Yeah, but it's a different universe. That is true. That is true. Different universe. Yeah, Britt Marling, who plays the lead, is also like the, the director and I think writer of it. Uh, mm-hmm. All the movies she's done, I love. Um, in fact, she does one called Eye Origins. She didn't actually produce that one. She's just in it, where they're dealing with reincarnation, and this guy has this theory that uh, you can find your reinc- someone reincarnated by the patterns in their eyes. I'm going to have to watch that. Thank but- you. I'm going to have to watch that. I'm adding it to my movie <laughs> list or show list right now. But uh, the sound of her voice and and another Earth, the two that she did uh, that she's also in, are just fantastically uh, cr- weird movies. Yeah, I like I the mean, vibe she sets. I've noticed her style is very weird. The second I was introduced to the octopus, I realized it <laughs> was different. <laughs> yeah, the octopus is one of my favorite parts. Have you seen yeah. this, Adam? Have you seen the OA? No, I haven't. Oh, oh my man. god, you should watch it. Your life will be changed. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. No, genuinely, I haven't like it made me think so differently after I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard from other people that it's good. It is. It works with art. Yeah. It like I said, it's one of my favorite series of all time, so it's it's pretty high up there for me too. <laughs> the uh, it's it, it's within my top ten, maybe maybe top five, I'm not sure. I'll say top ten. I don't I don't know what my number one show would be. I'm not sure what mine is. Probably still Babylon 5. Oh, I don't... Um, totally before your time. Before your time, though. Yeah, I don't know. I think my favorite show would be uh, The Haunting of Hill House, maybe. Mm, okay. Maybe. Uh, yeah. The Haunting of Hill House, The Haunting of Bly Manor, and Midnight Mass. If the three of those could be put together... <laughs> <laughs> and served to me on a silver platter. I would, I, uh, I would just be jumping with joy. <laughs> I have not watched Midnight Midnight Mass yet, but it's on my list. Oh my god, I'm rewatching it. Like currently, I'm on episode three, and it is so good. It's very religiousy, but in the most perfect and respectable way. So let me ask you this: since since you started doing your your YouTube, have mm-hmm. your views on any of this stuff shifted? No. Um, there was a period in my life. Well, okay. So ever since I was a child, up until I was about honestly thirteen or fourteen, I went to church every single Sunday. Didn't miss it. Um, but I knew my views were different from everyone else's in the church. Not in the sense that I wasn't Christian, but in the sense of like. I didn't necessarily follow what everyone else believed. And my church was very open too. Um, but then I kind of went into this phase where I thought I was Wiccan and then I thought I was pagan and then I was practicing um, spiritualism and things like that. And now I'm kind of at a point where, and, and a point that I've been at for a couple of years now where I'm just like, uh, I, I, I don't know. Well, so not that I don't know. I know what I know, but I don't want to explain it, and I don't want to label it. I, I always like the term agnostic because it just means I don't know. Yeah, well, I I know what I feel, but it's I don't want to put a label on it because I don't label Good. it Christianity. 
but I don't label it anything else. Well, like like I said, labels labels are restrictive. Exactly, exactly. That's what religion is in a whole is labels. Everyone is labeling something else. Everything has a label on it, and it's religion that shouldn't have a label on it. Yeah, well, even in the paranormal, I mean, just in life in general, we label everything. But when you're doing it in the paranormal yeah. and with things that we don't actually know, you know, the yeah. Bigfoot people won't look at the ghost stuff. The ghost stuff won't look at the Bigfoot stuff, the, you know, et cetera, et cetera. They only have their yeah. only little niches. So unless it fits their label, they're not looking at it, which limits what you're actually able to to put together. Uh, and when I um, when I had the interview with Josh, he kind of talked about how, and we were talking about fairies a lot, and he kind of talked about how, in a, yeah, shocking. <laughs> it was kind of um, interesting because he talked about how, in a sense, like Bigfoot could be a fairy, or these aliens could be fairies, and yeah. like everything can be something else because we label it that way, right? And have and have been call them for what they are, right? The uh, I mean, that's what Jacques Vallée's pass- uh, passport to Magonia was, was him realizing that, oh, the fairy faith and the UFO c- culture of today are the same thing. Yeah. It's, it, I don't know. I, I think the concept of putting everything into its own category, when we don't understand what it is as it is long in the category yeah well my example has always been if you you know someone will see a light in a house and they go oh it's a ghost and then they yeah. see a light in the woods and they're like oh it's it's bigfoot and then they see a light in the sky and they're like it's aliens it's like how about we just call it a light and then yeah. you know we acknowledge we don't know what the light's from and start there exactly that's a, another issue a lot of people that do ghost stuff have is some will say they hear someone walking upstairs and it's like the only thing that's upstairs is the attic and it's like the pipes creaking the way the rats move on the floor. Right. Miscommunicated facts. You, you've, you've faded out there a little bit. Um, miscommunication. Ah, well, yeah. I mean, there, there's, not understanding. There, there's so many different possibilities of what can cause some of this stuff. But, and that, and again, Labeling it sort of puts it in a singular position. So like right. ghosts, ghosts could be something residual psychic people are picking up on. They could be any number of environmental factors. Uh, they could be strong electromagnetic fields that make you feel like something's there. They could be spirits of dead people. They could be spirits that are pretending to be spirits of dead people. I mean, you can make, you can keep going with that list, but it seems like anyone who researches it only has their pet theory. And none of the pet theories explain all the different phenomena that people experience. Right. So. Right. So, Nevaeh, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the topics on the YouTube, on the channel that you've covered? Uh, yeah, I kind of want to talk about the one that I just wrote because it's fresh on my mind and okay. I'm excited and ready to talk about yeah. it. This is, um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you've, tell me if you've heard of this, Sarai, because I had never I had never heard of this. All right. So have you heard of someone called Molly Fancher? No. So do you know what a fasting girl is? No. So a fasting girl is a girl who fasted, um, starved themselves um, for spiritual or religious beliefs. Okay. Um, A lot of them did it because they believed that they would get spiritual or religious powers in return. Um, And this was encouraged by doctors, priests, parents, 
um, people because, you know, everyone hated Victorian children for some reason. Yeah, I was going to say, what's the time period we're looking at? Yeah, this is like Victorian times because, you know, Victorian children can't have anything nice. And these are like preteens and teenage girls. Yeah. Um, so there was this girl. Her name is Molly Fancher. She was really originally born Mary Fancher. Um, and which I don't know why, but like Molly was a nickname for Mary. That's weird. Um, okay. She had a really tough life. Like her mom died when she was pretty young and her mom entrusted her in the care of her aunt. And her aunt always knew that like, not her aunt, well, her aunt, her mom, everyone around her knew that she was like needed help and she was going to need help for like the rest of her life. And um, Molly got like really sick and the doctor prescribed her to go horseback riding. What? Yeah. Because it's it's the 1800s. Yeah, so okay. what, what, what else is he going to prescribe? Medicine? <laughs> Poppy? Leeches. No. Leeches? No. Go horseback riding. You'll be fine. You know, I know that you're... You, oh, he also diagnosed her with indigestion, and she was having fainting spells and splitting migraines and um, spontaneous um, paralysis. And the doctor said it was indigestion, and she needed to go horseback riding. Um, so she was horseback riding one day, and her aunt got, like, a really bad feeling something was going to happen. And she dropped one of her reins while riding the horse and she went to go pick it up and the horse bucked her forward and when he when the horse bucked her she cracked a few of her ribs and smashed her head into the concrete and the doctor said that she was saved because her wool hat was almost thick enough to be a helmet (laughs) but because of this she she pretty much had like a massive head injury and it made her migraines worse she started losing her vision. She also had a spinal and in- no. Did she have a spinal injury yet? No, she didn't have a spinal injury yet. Um, and she had spontaneous paralysis in her arm. So her arm would randomly just quit working and then would decide to work again. Um, and then another bad thing happens to her. She's on like a taxi, pretty much, just riding in town, and she gets off the car like late and so the car is still moving when she gets when she's like halfway getting off the car and she falls and then her hoop skirt gets caught in the door and she's dragged for a block oh man smashing her head into the ground the whole time of course so she's got even more broken ribs um she now has a spinal injury that spinal injury has left her paralyzed from the waist down um and the doctors soon announced you know she's not gonna live much longer she's you know she's not gonna live much longer um and so one day the doctor comes over and he visits and he's like okay i think she's dead because i don't hear a pulse it doesn't appear she's breathing she's cold her eyes are closed and her aunt's like no no she's not dead she's not she's in a trance she's in a trance she's been going into these trances recently she's she's in a trance she's not she's not dead and he's like what and she apparently Molly had been going into these trances where her pulse would be so slow and faint that it almost appeared as if it wasn't there. She was not respirating. Her skin was cold like she was dead. But she would be in these trances for hours to days. And then she would wake up, have seizures, and then fall back asleep. Hey. And um, 
So the doctor like ran tests on her, but the, he was like, they were horrible tests because it was, you know, yeah. like 1860s. So it was like the most horrible things you can think of. Like he would wrap her in wet rags and like her entire body and face with wet rags. And might I add, um, even though Molly was in this paralyzed state, she was aware of all of it. Um, oh. She also got, yeah, she got to a point where she said she was sick of it. And apparently she would go in and out of these trances for like nine years. But that's where it gets weird because like sources were hard to figure out the time because I kept finding that she was in trances for like she was in this one trance for like nine years. But at some point she got out of it and she must have like started getting better, but she was still having them for like the rest. And it was confusing and yeah. timelines got lost. Um, But it, it stuff got crazy. She couldn't she ended up losing her sight entirely and then she lost all of her senses um she couldn't smell couldn't eat oh also yeah she couldn't eat or drink anything she was having a really hard time keeping anything down at all um and it was like recorded that she took like maybe four teaspoons of like milk and like a very small banana and two crackers over the span of like six months that's why she was called a fast the most popular fasting girl it's because she just you know didn't eat and like people didn't know how she was surviving because she didn't eat um anyways i'm getting off track when she was in these trances um she she could see ghosts i think or she was communicating with ghosts and she developed this um second sight so she also couldn't talk because she was like so sick her throat was swollen so she couldn't eat and drink um this sight could allow her to see where items were so if she lost something she could like see if it was in a room like where in the room um she also knew when people were at the front door before they even knocked and mm. who they were um the, the, the 1800s version of knowing someone's about to call you yeah yeah no literally she was a ring camera for her aunt <laughs> she was like hey aunt susan someone's at the door and then you hear a knock um at some point she developed her touch back she never got her sight back um her whole life she never had her sight back but at some point she developed a touch and it was like a spiritual touch as they claimed it um also it's noted that molly had her girls beside her the whole time she had her girly girls her besties they would come over and they would play these like games with her where they'd bring like really crazy wild stuff in their pockets and they would try to get her to guess it mm. and she would get it right every single time and they would like hide stuff under the bed and like they would hide stuff around the house um and i didn't put this in the video because i solely forgot um but molly had a pet squirrel mm. she had a pet squirrel and she would like tell her friends where her pet squirrel was and they would like go and fetch him and it would just like sit on her like arm and she'd like tell it to go places huh. um yeah but then she started to like watch her friends like she would see like when her friends would leave if she she would go into a trance and she could see her friends like where they were at what they were doing who they were with what they were talking about like she was in the area with them right but they didn't they couldn't see her um and she would like report back to her friends and she did it one time with this guy and it like really freaked him out and she like watched him go home and gossip about how she freaked him out and it like encouraged <laughs> her to do it more <laughs> she was like oh my god this is so much fun um 
But it also got to a point where she doctors claimed she had dissociative identity disorder. Or she had multiple personalities. Yeah. Um, and her like her girls would write all of her little personalities, like personalized letters, and that way, like her personalities always had friends. So she had her girls. Say the names. Let's say huh? the names of the personalities. Oh, oh. Um. Okay. I know there was one called Sunbeam. I got. I you want. Me, I got it right in front of me. So. Okay. Pull. List them out. Sunbeam, Pearl, Idol, Rosebud, and Ruby. Yeah. Yeah, they got some silly names, but silly names for silly girls. (laughs) And how old was she again? uh, At this point, okay, so it's kind of unclear how old she is during all the time. The only time they directly say, other than like the years, and I didn't feel like adding up all the years. Sure. Um, She was 16 when the cart accident happened. Okay. So between when she was in the trance, when the doctor met her, that was a year later after the car incident. Um, so uh, that was, yeah, I think it was 1864 that that happened. Yeah. So she is anywhere in her mid to late twenties. Okay. And then she died in 1910. Yeah, she died. She, she was in bed. For like 50 something years. Wow. Yeah. But like she was alive during when the first spiritual awakening happened. Um, people kind of yeah, like, like stopped the for a minute. Yeah. yeah, the spiritualist movement. Sorry. People kind of like stopped for a minute. And then right as the second wave started picking up, everyone kind of like raced to Molly. And Molly was like, no, because Molly had a lot of health conditions on top of all of this. Of course. Like when she would have these seizures, it was to the point where like, like exorcist style, like her arms would be arched all the way back and like her toes touching her head because she was seizing so bad. Damn. And like there was nothing and like it, it was just horrible and she couldn't eat or drink and she was labeled the most popular fasting girl, but it was not by choice. Right at all like molly was like really depressed and was really sad and that's why a lot of people think she made up these other like like people in her head was because she had no one else like she had her girls but for the longest time she couldn't even talk to them yeah um well let's let's take let's take a quick break we'll be right back and continue this quick mid-show break here uh with uh some contact info and a recommendation all right, so uh, contact info is pretty simple. Go to wheretheroadgo.com, and everything is there. All our social media links, emails, everything. If you, uh, In particular, if you have a story you'd like to share for a listener's story show, stories at wheretheroadgo.com. Uh, you can also check out my uh, metal show. Well, it's kind of a metal show. It's a show with a metal heart. But we play other stuff that's not metal as well. Uh, underground, heavy, dark music. That's The Last Exit for the Lost, and it can be found at thelastexit.org, and those shows are archived as well, so you can listen to any of them, really. Um, As far as a recommendation this week, I'm going to go with one that's been done for a while uh, called Station to Station, and I think they finished it. I'm I'm not 100% sure. It ended back in 2019, so my memory of whether or not they fully finished it is not hundred uh, percent. I think they did. Uh, but regardless, it was a really freaky podcast, uh, really unique and different. And uh, I, I don't even want to hint at what it's about. It's just really highly weird and high strangeness type of stuff. Yeah. 
So I, I would check that out if you want something really mind-bending to listen to. Station to Station. All right. Um, that's it. And now back to the show. So we're here with Nevea and Adam Sane. And so you're telling us, you've been telling us the story of Molly. Yeah, Molly Fancher. And I mean, the amount of trauma she went through, I would say, oh, yeah. would leave her open to, to some of these experiences anyway, including the um, the multiple personalities. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And um, when she was older, one of her friends wrote a book about her, and it was, um, what was it titled? Molly Fancher and the Brooklyn, yeah, the Brooklyn called, Enigma. Yeah, it's called the Bro- Molly Fancher, the Brooklyn Enigma. Yeah, it's As- like a true statement, true list of statements or something. Yeah, subtitled An Authentic Statement of Facts by, on the Life of Mary J. Fancher, the Psychological Marvel of the 19th Century. Yeah. Unimpeachable testimony of many witnesses. Oh. Yeah, so this guy pretty much went through, asked every single person who has ever met her and wrote a book. And then right before she died, he went to her and he was like, hey, edit this book, add in, delete whatever you want, make it your story because it is your story. So that's what she did. Um, But yeah, so people came to her for spiritual, like asking her to be a spiritual leader at one point during the like second wave. And um, she said no. She was straight up like, no, I want my health taken care of first. I want people to figure out what's going on with me. She was like, I don't necessarily even want a treatment. I just want to know like what condition I have, what it's called, what is there? Is there other people like me? Right. And yeah, she said she she wouldn't do anything until she was give, told what she had, and she was never told. I don't I don't think I've ever heard of a case like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, what, crazy. Go ahead. Uh, what it reminded What it reminded me of when she told me about this uh, was all those like Indian holy men. Yeah, that like similar things, right? I mean, they don't eat, yeah. they don't drink. But they're doing they, it they, intentionally. Like, extreme, right. They are doing it intentionally. But the but the phenomenon seems the same. And I actually asked uh, Christopher Ernst if he'd ever heard of Molly Fancher. And he said he had. Mm-hmm. And he said that he compared her to, you know, the Meher Baba. Right. Uh, something where his, that his parents grew up in. And he said that, like, that cemetery that she's buried in, he filmed one of us, uh, one scene of his, one of his movies in, and uh, that he's been to that grave. But huh. it also kind of, Sarai, reminded, it reminded me of Edgar Casey a little bit. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, and Chris, you know, also brought up Jane Roberts as a, also, too, a little bit. Yeah, but Jane didn't really have any powers, in a sense, you know? Yeah. But it's, but it's, it's, it's interesting. I, yeah, I mean, nor did she uh, not eat. Right. Right. That is true. It was like, but the most, go, ahead. go ahead. Well, I'm just saying the most similar thing to it is, was Indian holy men. That's yes. what it kind of reminded me of. Yeah. yeah absolutely. What it instantly reminded me of. Um, people just called her a fasting girl because she didn't eat, but it's, she didn't do it like intentionally. She physically could not eat. And the people who recorded how much she ate, lived with her like they stayed with her the whole time when they were recording her to make sure they like weren't tricking people interesting yeah it definitely reminds Mm -hmm. me of those type type of situations um something else i was it reminded me of and now i forgot what it was well that's like useful all right um the uh her being able to to follow people and see what's going on sounds sounds like an out-of-body experience or remote Mm -hmm. viewing of some sorts 
Um, in the book, she wrote about, well, not she didn't write about, but she, uh, whoever wrote it, the guy with her, had brought up um, astral projection. Yeah. And her doing this as a sense of astral projecting with her friends, with other people, because she just had, I mean, she was trapped in her own body. Yeah. Like, genuinely, what else are you going to do? If you have any sort of, like, spiritualism at all, I believe that she was astral projecting. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's a really interesting case. Yeah, it's it's fresh on my brain, and I'm hyper fixating on it right now. <laughs> and uh, when are you releasing that video? Uh, Soon. I was supposed to record it today, and then weather permitted that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Probably by the time this is out, we should have that out. Yeah, that's what yeah. I figured. Um, and you did one on the Men in Black. What were your thoughts about that? Ugh, that's an interesting one because I don't really know that many cases about the Men in Black. Um, I know that I like Will Smith. Um, <laughs> I know that I watched the first Men in Black at like the ripe age of I was a newborn. You've seen it probably every six months since then. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm not like an alien craze. Um, I definitely think the men in black could potentially be otherworldly, but at the same time, I feel like they could be of earth. Well, I think there's, there's probably multiple things going on again, just like with any of this other oh, stuff. Yeah. I, I always wonder yeah. about Bender though, because Bender was such a sketchy individual, it seemed. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, if the men in black kind of took on a slender man sort of thing, like he, he may have made the whole thing up, but then people started having actual experiences. Yeah. Um, I think he had a real experience. Maybe. He had a real experience too. Yeah. I think, I think if, you know, uh, Ren's blog post about it is like excellent. And yeah, but I, th- I think you've had, I think you had Ren talk about it one time about that. But yeah, Ren, Ren was like, talking about how it's similar to uh, certain magical uh, guardians that you encounter. But yeah, I think yeah. since then he has changed his mind on that. Yeah. And it seemed like the world contact day was like a ma- was like almost like a mantra. Yeah. Like oh, a, yeah. Like yeah. A, yeah. You know, and I think that, yeah, I think something, there, there's some other things with, uh, with Bender that, is kind of weird, but he he did um, he did completely freak out and just like nuked the entire organization yeah. yep. that, he, that he came up with and got out as soon as possible. Like he was literally freaked out. So something weird did happen to him. Yeah, I'm trying to remember yeah. what what the sketchy stuff was. I'm pretty sure it came from uh, Aaron Gullius, but I don't I don't remember now. It's been too long. Yeah. Well, well, if you like Aaron, the the the, the saucer life episode that he did on it. Like, you know, there was some interesting stuff about um, of the bu- the book that he wrote or that, you know, the, like the three female aliens that he encounters. And it's like it's kind of it, it kind of feels like some, you know, male fantasies involved. And yeah, yeah, I think that's what I think that's what Aaron was was getting at, that there was some stuff that was just real confabulation. But, you know, Gray Barker was involved, too. Yeah, well, that's another part that makes it Gray sketchy. Barker was kind of a car. He was a kind of a carnival bark. Powerful, powerful uh, Barker, excuse the pun, but that's kind of <laughs> how he was. Oh, certainly. So. And Barker made so much stuff up and threw so much noise into the right. into the things, right? Which is unfortunate, really. I know, like Red loves that type of stuff. Uh, it just it drives me nuts, though. Like, there's already so yeah. much noise. Well, that's the whole like you know, like Greenfield has really taken that. You know, he's taken that that he's taken up that mantle. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Yeah, that is not untrue. Um, 
I don't know, like when you're trying to trying to find commonalities in things and people are throwing, you know, junk in there, you're kind of like, okay, now, you know, like, like Josh did with one of his books there where he's like, okay, I may be using sources that aren't accurate, but I have no way of verifying one way or the other, you know, so I'm just going to include everything. Yeah. Uh, do you want to mention some of the topics that, uh, some of the videos? Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Hmm. And again, what's the name of the channel? Nevaeh's Nightmare. Okay. Um, I'm completely blinking on my own videos. <laughs> that happens. Wow, let me go to my own YouTube channel real your, quick. Your, your, brain self, your brain can self-sabotage. The minute you have to think about something, you're like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm self-sabotaging right now. My brain is a blanking. Okay. Uh, oh, the, the deadliest poison. The one about Aqua Tafana. I, that was a, I, tr- a I true crime one. one. Yeah. Um. So apparently, so I've heard a lot of w- like the first woman serial killer. Oh, okay. Um, and this is one of the ones that's like assumed to be like the first woman serial killer. Um, she poisoned indirectly poisoned hundreds of men. Wow. Um, she sold a poison that had um some stuff in it disguised as makeup to wives who were in unfortunate and forced marriages huh. and the wives who felt like they had no escape would come to this lady they would buy aqua tofana they'd put it in their purse and then they would give it to their husband and she killed like hundreds of men and the what century is this 16th century I think it was the yeah, 1600s. Yeah. Yeah, 1600s, so like 1617. Yeah. Um interesting. I, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. You there's not a lot of really 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 factual hard evidence on most on a lot of this other than we have hard factual evidence that Julia Tofana, the lady who made it, um died. She was hung. She was hung for murder of like specific people and that's the only factual knowledge that we have and all of it is pretty just like not hearsay she say not like hearsay but um like stuff in news articles stuff that gets wound up lost um just one because it was so old too because her clientele was very hush hush everyone was Uh, on her side um everyone knew not to say anything pretty much right um, there's also A.J. Holmes, the potentially America's first serial killer. Um, he made a murder hotel. It was an elaborate hotel. Uh, yes. Didn't they do this as a epi- uh, season of, Episode Amer- of American Horror Story? Yeah. yeah. So it's actually not like 100% confirmed that that season is based off of this guy or the owner of that hotel being based off this guy, but it pretty much is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and pretty much is. Um, there was the um, mannequin, La Pascualita. Um, it was supposedly a corpse. Um, Supposingly? Supposedly a corpse. She has, it's, it's a mannequin in Mexico that has very, very, very realistic human features. Like her hands are what's i mean i've seen pictures of her hands and when i look at her hands i think wow those are human hands 
and so do almost everyone else that sees her hands. Huh. Um, yeah, she's supposedly a corpse. Um, let's see what else I've done. The Muffin Man, which was kind of like a made-up BS story that a lot of people that like I personally know that watch my YouTube channel have said that the Muffin Man story was their favorite. Huh. So just kind of an urban legend sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, I've done the poltergeist, the poltergeist curse. The poltergeist um, curse? Mm-hmm. Um, What's about this? how, like, it was, um, what is the word? When, I can't, I'm blanking. Um, people from the poltergeist, like, series or franchise or whatever oh, it was. Oh, um, the, oh, the show, or the movie, yes, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're dropping dead. Yeah. Um, I did a short little episode on the boy in the box, if you've heard of that case, his body was identified. No. Yeah, I did a short little case what, on that one. What's, just what's the boy in the it. box? Um, so the boy in the box was a suspected three-year-old boy who was found dead in a box just off to the side of the road. And mm. they had no way to identify him. He had weird cuts and bruises and um, all over his body. His hair was cut post-mortem. He was also bathed post-mortem. Huh. Um, it, it took them 65 years to identify wow. this boy. Yeah. Um, I well, talked about the Dover demon. Nice. Um, well, we're, 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 we're starting to run out of time. Oh, I'm and, sorry. And I know okay. Adam wanted to talk a little bit about strange realities before we get done. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I want to make sure though, that uh, Nevaeh is able to give out her like name of her channel and how to find it and all that. But, um, is there anything other than the YouTube channel, Nevaeh? Um, I have a TikTok. I haven't really posted anything um, YouTube or creepy related. It's just me, really me doing TikTok trends on there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's mainly just my YouTube channel. Okay. I'll eventually get to the other socials. All right. So Adam, tell us about Strange Realities. Yeah. So it is coming up. Strange Realities 2023, Soraya. Um, and I want to thank you for having us on doing this tonight but um oh, yeah real real quick um if you guys listen to my show conspiracy normal you know that um it is coming up in nashville tennessee uh it's gonna we're doing it a little different this year than we did it the the last two years and the way that we're doing it is it's going to be over the weekend of november 3rd to the 5th yes i know the fifth guy fox day but uh, how we're doing it this year is that we're going to be at the same place that we've been the last two years and in 2019, SIR Rehearsal Studios here in Nashville. And on the Friday, the 3rd and Saturday, November 4th, we are going to have all on-site speakers. And then on Sunday, November 5th, we are going to be doing just online speakers. And of course, the whole entire conference is streamed online for everybody. So whether uh, the speaker is at, is at SIR or they are streaming from their home, you guys are going to get everybody that um, signs up for an online ticket is going to be able to see that. And I can talk a little bit about who's going to be there this year. Yeah, you got a couple. Have. You have a couple minutes. Go for it. Yeah. So uh, Tim Banal is returning. Um, I'm sure that you know him, Soraya. I do. And um, Nathan Isaac from the Penny Royal podcast is going to be there this year. Uh, Recluse from the Farm Podcast is going to be there. Uh, Kiki Dombrowski is also going to be uh, doing a workshop. I believe she's going to do a workshop on tarot. Uh, Joshua Cutchin never heard of will him. Will be there as well. Yeah, never heard of him. Yeah, he'll be he'll be he'll that be speaking is. this year. 
Last I, last year, uh, he was not able. We, he was not on the speaker roster, but uh, he was there. I I, uh, I, I hear right. I hear he plays tuba and believes in fairies. That's about all I know. Some, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Brent Reigns will be there as nice. well. Of course, Brent uh, lives not too far from from me here. Uh, Tobias Wayland, Ren Collier, Zach Hunt, and uh, we have uh, Cheslin Vance, who is going to be doing a hypnosis. Uh, workshop as well and so those are the speakers that we are going to have on on friday on and saturday and i should also add that steve berg is going to be the mc this year nice so i do not have to do mc duties so i just have to worry <laughs> about technical issues and those type of things and on sunday we have uh, the we have Chris Ernst. This is the online only speakers: Chris Ernst, Aaron Gullius, Timothy Renner, David Metcalf, some guy named Soraya Ascath. From what a some weird name! Weird podcast. Yeah, no clue. Uh, Michael Hughes is going to be there as well at, at um, uh, doing the online, and we also have added Mallory Sawinski as well, uh, who wrote a book about um, about ghosts and she's coming on it's very normal uh pretty soon nice. as well and uh that's the roster this year and also you guys will also get to meet nevaeh because Hello. she is she is going to do the uh question she's going to moderate the question and answer session this year i'm going to put her on the spot and on the stage i don't know quite mm -hmm. know how she feels about that but that's what's gonna happen so nervous <laughs> You'll do fine. I'm fine. So, uh, but I, I should tell everybody, uh, tickets are up on the site. We're, we're getting the site. Uh, well, by the time this comes out, the site will be organized completely. Um, and also by the time this comes out, you guys will have heard Nevaeh's voice on our yeah. uh, commercial. What is, uh, what, uh, what is the site? What's that? What's the site? StrangeRealitiesConference.com. All right. And also, uh, tickets, $70 for, to come, to hang out the entire weekend of Friday and Saturday in Nashville with us. Uh, we've got like $40 day rate. So if you live in Nashville and want to come out for Friday or Saturday, uh, you can, that's $40, $30, uh, get you in for the whole thing for, uh, online streaming. Very so nice. The same as a last year. Yeah. I, I, I like that you're breaking up the online and the in-person stuff. I think that's a really good uh, decision. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just, it just, it just made sense. It made sense that way to do that. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. We're, we're happy to have you on board. We, we are out of time. So Adam, people can also find you where they can find me. I am the host of the Conspiranormal normal podcast. You guys, we have, uh, we're, we're closing in on episode 500. We're like in the 450 right. range. So you can find me there. And we also, um, do strange realities. We do monthly meetups through our Patreon. We do that every, every month as well. So I got a couple of those scheduled. So, uh, the conference is not the only thing that we do. And Christina, that, a blue uh, second Nevaeh gen MR2 drifting around a Japanese mountain. Right. Patricia Gaia Quinta, Alex and, uh, Whitcomb, American Rambler, Andrew Maines, Anne Witowski, Barbara Fisher, Beverly Williamson, Big Boy Limina, Bright Rectangle, Charles Davis, Charles in Florida, Land of the Crazy and Communicable, Craig Cicernos, Craig Parmenter, Diane B, MTK, Eric Citron, Eric Todd, History and Coffee, Jay, Jay Otto Bullet. Jack Huntington, James Lindsay, Jim and Sophie, John Mattingly, John Bracken, Carla Mahoney, Kevin, Kevin Shrek, Cool Kitty, Kristen L., 
Laser Printer Jam, Lauren McLean, Linda, Linz Jackson K, MJ Armstrong, Mark Bowley, Mark Brady, Mr. Weird, Oli Andre Olar, Paul Jeffries, Philosopher of Mirrors, Wesley, Riker and Stark, Ron Dupre, Sam Sharon, Schmooples, Devourer of Mortal Souls, Seed Person One, Stacy Sherwood, Tactical Therapist, Deller Bell, Thunderboy, Tyler Glimstead, Varosh K, Vincent Trewell, Will Gebhard, Will Powell, Ren Collier, Annabelle Smith, Caroline Walker, TDT Skunkworks, A Crocodile, and Craig Sagastumi. Thank you all so very, very much. All right, there is a Patreon segment for this show where we mostly talk about movies. Um, that'll be up later in the week for patrons. If you're not a patron and you'd like to be and help support the show, it's only $3 a month. You get extra content almost every week, and you get uh, the show a week early. I want to thank a few new patrons this week, uh, Todd, Ota, and Wesley. Thank you for joining us. And, of course, you can find everything Where Did the Road Go related at wheredidtheroadgo.com, including a link to become a patron. So, uh, yeah, that, that that's where you want to go if you want to find out more or find old shows. Uh, not all podcasters cash all the old shows, but all the ones, they're all up on the website all the way back to the beginning. Uh, yeah, so that's that's what I got for you this week. We're going to take you out with some David Wersig. I haven't played this in a while, I don't think. This is a song called Black Eyes, and it comes off his 2013 EP, Sunken City. You can find it on Bandcamp. I think they're all free to download all his stuff. It's W-I-R-S-I-G. So here you go, Black Eyes, and I'll see you next time.
of an old friend who dreamt once of storms on the ocean and black eyes looking up from below and black eyes looking up from below and black eyes looking up from below been listening to where did the road go this show is made possible in part from our patreons and we thank you and everyone listening for helping us continue this exploration of the strange you can always find everything where did the road go related at www.wheredidtheroadgo.com and thank you so much for your support